0: Oh hey noobs. What's up, Noobs? Um, okay, so looks like we're live. Let's not waste any time. Let's just jump straight into it, man. You guys know how it is, man. you guys know how the NF podcast live works. We have no plans of what we're gonna talk about. We have no outline. I mean, I do kind of have a general idea where I want this podcast to go, but I kind of just hit play or I guess start broadcast in this case and then you know we hope it goes somewhere so let's see how this one turns out thank you guys so much for joining me today i do appreciate every single one of you and the phrase of the day is nobody cares work harder right lamar jackson is just an incredible player i mean i, I like i said before last week's game i said if he can go out there on sunday and outplay Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans, um, then for me, there's no doubt in my mind who the MVP of this league is. And for me, it's Lamar Jackson. I know there's still people that want to hold on to Russell Wilson being the MVP. However, for me, um, by the way, guys, let me know if everything is looking good. If the audio is looking good, if the visual is looking good, everything should be working fine and dandy, but definitely let me know. Okay, just give me a quick thumbs up or something. Anyway, so um, Craven, what's up, man? Shout out to Craven, some Raven. Nobody cares. Podcast harder. That's correct. That's that's the mindset you got to have, man. So um, all good. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. All right. So going back to it, I know there's people that still want to talk about Russell Wilson being the MVP of the league. Uh, they're still holding on to that and i get it because mvp is usually you know whoever's had the best uh statistical year as a quarterback and so far i think russell wilson has had the best you know quarterback year uh if you're just looking at passing stats but what lamar has done uh is just incredible and he's not doing it in a con- in a conventional way so i feel like People are just not willing to give him credit, man, because he's he's still running the ball. They're just not willing to embrace what the future is of football, man. And I do believe that Lamar is indeed a new era of football. That's what he's bringing to the table, and uh, you know people have to start accepting it. So Russell Wilson, the thing, the the thing I think uh, the reason I don't believe he's MVP, even though I do think that it's gonna be it's gonna go down to either Russell or Lamar. I do think one thing that I do think Russell has is that the Seahawks are not a very good team. I mean they're decent, obviously they have a good record, but I do think they would be a lot worse if they didn't have Russell Wilson at the at the helm and I think that's why a big reason why everybody wants to call Russell Wilson the MVP whereas Lamar I, even though a lot of people are starting to say oh well the Ravens have a really good team surrounding Lamar Jackson um there's no no wonder that they're doing so well when before before the season even began, we were, they were talking about, oh my God, the Ravens are trash. They lost Terrell Suggs. They lost Eric Weddle. They lost Zadarius Darius Smith. They lost CJ Mosley. This defense is going to suck. Um, this offense has no wide receivers. They're relying on a rookie and Hollywood Brown that, you know, they didn't even think about our tight ends. Nobody even mentioned our tight ends. The, you know, the team is not good. They're going to go eight and eight at best. And now all of a sudden that we're winning and Lamar Jackson has been putting up great numbers, now everybody wants to say how good of a team the Ravens are just all around. It's pretty interesting. It's definitely pretty interesting. But all that being said, if you look back at the 49ers game, because that's apparently Russell Wilson's signature win, they damn well could have lost that game. Just imagine how... how this would change if the rookie kicker for the 49ers would have actually made that field goal in overtime. Then I think you're looking at a total different conversation here. I don't even think it's close like that Lamar Jackson is easily the MVP. Um, So I, and if you think about it, Russell didn't even have a good game against the 49ers. He threw a pick in overtime that really should have ended the game. Obviously it didn't because they missed the field goal. Uh, but like I said, if they had made that field goal, this would be a much different discussion. I mean, who else is playing at the level that Lamar is right now? Who else is playing at the level that the Ravens are right now? Like seriously, the I do think the Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. I know people want to hold on to the Patriots, but we'll talk about them in a little bit. Uh, a lot of people are still saying the 49ers, the Saints, and the Packers are all better than the Ravens. I disagree. I think that we've seen weaknesses in all of those teams Um, and the Ravens have really just, you know, we had weaknesses early on in the season and we've, we've seen to fix a lot of those weaknesses. So I just don't get the argument that you're not willing to give credit to the Ravens or Lamar Jackson. Um, We're going to, we're going to be looking at a lot of, a lot of, uh, well, maybe just one video. I might do two reactions today. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Shout out to Clay Travis. We're not going to be reacting to that dickhead. Um, But he says a lot of foolish things. He is just some people, like I said it last week, man, they're unwilling to admit that they were wrong. And one thing I do respect about Jason Whitlock is that today, which we'll probably do a reaction to, he did admit that he was wrong in his assessment of Lamar Jackson. So you know what? My respect points do go up for him just for being able to admit that. However, there's still people like Clay Travis who are just unwilling to get off their boat. They're going to sink with that ship, and they're going to die because they do not want to admit that Lamar Jackson is actually a good quarterback. So that being said, guys, let me go ahead and see if we can bring on a guest really quick before we move on with the podcast. Uh, But you guys let me know down in the chat below. How are you guys feeling, man? It was a great win. I mean, just... 41-7 41-7 to 7 over the Texans, man. I got to be honest with you guys. If you guys have been watching the podcast, you guys know I did not expect that to happen at all. I really didn't. Um, I I said that I think the Texans were going to be a real test, and I really thought that that was going to be the case. Uh, but, you know, from what we saw, it was just it, – it wasn't even close, man. The Nobody's playing football like us right now. I, don't, I think that you have to accept that we are the best team in the NFL, easily the best team in the AFC. We saw how the Patriots looked uh, yesterday, right? And today we're going to see how the Chiefs perform against the Chargers, which I think is going to be a pretty tough game. I think the Chiefs have to win tonight because if they want to keep pace with us, with the Patriots, you know, the Chiefs had a lot of expectations coming into the season. They're like, we're going to get one of the first seeds we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna be in the playoffs, and uh, we're gonna be a team that a lot of people need to beat. And they're six and four right now, so, so it's not looking good. Um, definitely, they need this win tonight against the Chargers. But the Chargers aren't always an easy out, even though I don't think they're necessarily the best team. But it's gonna be tough. So why don't we go ahead and bring on my special guest today, guys? I want you to welcome my boy C.J. Arrington. I did meet him at when I went to Baltimore. Uh, he happened to be sitting next to me, actually. So funny enough. So let's go ahead and bring him on here. Let's see what's up, CJ. How you doing, man?
1: Hey, dude. What's up, bro?
0: <laughs> Thank you yeah. for joining me today, man. Hey, uh, just go ahead before we get started. Let him know that I know you don't. You haven't started up your channel yet, but you are planning to start up your channel soon. So let him know what's what's going on.
1: Well, basically on instagram on my main page i do lives every week after the games and i talk about the whole nfl but that's on my main page on instagram youtube channel is coming soon but we're not ready for that yet i'm sure
0: i can get new bow to shout me out when that happens <laughs> You're, you, you'll get it started man no worries all right yeah. so we got a couple things to talk about man so of course how where can we start? I mean, it's it, it. was an incredible game yesterday against the Texans. I was one of the people, like I was saying earlier. I didn't expect us to beat them by that much. Do no, you, I didn't. You, <laughs> yeah, I you? didn't. My
1: thoughts were not to cut you off, but no, my you're good. Go were, ahead. It was going to be a tight game, especially how it started mm-hmm. zero zero. It was going to be who defense could crack first. Yeah, who was going to get out the first score? So. When I seen that we score first, I'm like, okay, this is gonna be a good game. But then our defense just kept going. Because yeah. you know, every first drive, our defense comes out, we get a sack on third down, they punt it to us. We scored. Mm-hmm. But yesterday the defense didn't quit. We had a pass rush. Yeah, the ravens with a pass rush in 2019. <laughs> yep. You see what we can do with a pass rush? We and this is this is a point I want to bring up. Our past four games. Our offense has put up 30 points or more. Yep. All four of those games are teams that people said that we couldn't beat. Right. Jason Whitlock, your favorite person of all time, (laughs) said that we didn't stand a chance against Russ. Didn't stand a chance against Brady. We lost both of them games. He still didn't give respect. What did he say? He was more impressed with the Mm Pets?
0: Yeah, he was more impressed.
1: (laughs) How how are you more (laughs) impressed with the team that lost by seventeen?
0: and and my guy tony g also said the same thing it's just it's ridiculous man and finally today they actually gave us some credit which i was surprised about whitlock has finally he's seen the light man it seems like a lot of the media are starting to see the light but that's for sure uh,
1: i mean it's just a little too late bro because they keep everybody everybody's kickstand is oh well in the playoffs you know yep. the charges have shown the formula Mm-hmm. No, they haven't, because I'm going to tell you why. And people don't bring this up when they bring up the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. Remember when they went straight uh, corners and stuff at the linebackers, they met speed with speed?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Our running game is a different running game this year, Joe. Yep. We Gus and Mark will run right through that. Our offensive line is nasty. Oh, yeah. Sneed, Sneed blocks, Boykin blocks, even Hollywood. Hollywood weighed, like, 150 pounds. <laughs> he blocks. I mean, yep. like. They nobody's doing that anymore. You can't spy us. Yeah. Spy, you taking somebody off the rush or out of coverage. You gotta pick your poison. So it's an it's, interesting year this year. You gotta you gotta play your cards right if you want to beat us.
0: Yeah, it's it's just so I, I think it was Dan Orlovsky of all people that actually said this offense is indefensible. And so far, I mean, who's been able to stop us? Nobody. Everybody Nobody. said the Seahawks would stop us, everybody said. The Patriots' historically great defense is gonna. <laughs> Bill Belichick is gonna stop you guys. Um, they was compared that pass defense to the
1: '85 uh, Bears. Yeah, I'm like, come on now.
0: So it's just like, this is it's a great time to be a Ravens fan, man. It really is. I I don't remember the last time when, I don't even think we've ever had an offense like this. To be honest with you, man. I mean, this offense and defense. The defense has been stepping up as of late, especially yeah. the secondary, man. Ever since we traded for Peters, Jimmy Smith came back. Mm. It's been incredible, man. It, it's and and I mean, like you said, the pass rush. I think a lot, a big reason for that was because of the coverage. We mm-hmm. saw Deshaun Watson having to hold on to the ball for like just a lot longer than he wanted to because That's he's like problem. nobody's yeah. open, you know. So, and this- I
1: feel like that kind of got him in trouble, especially on the fumble. Yeah. Because you got to think, he made three guys miss before the fumble. Mm-hmm. It was just a big circle. So nobody could get open because he couldn't really have time to set his feet and look at what he had. Yeah. It was like a quick glance. So even if somebody was open, he probably wouldn't have hit him. at yeah. least not accurately. And you know, yeah. we got them ball hawks now. Shout out my boy Juice Man.
0: Oh, yeah. Definitely. So, um, definitely a ball hawk. So, so I I talked about a little bit how do you feel about everybody still kind of feeling like Russell Wilson should be the MVP or I I know you know we're both Ravens fans so we're a little bit biased but how do you how do you is there an argument for Russell Wilson to be MVP over Lamar right now? An
1: argument? Sure. Proof? No. Yeah. Because like you said before I got on here If you go off a straight quarterback stats, if Mm -hmm. you will, of course, come on now. That's what he has to do for the Seahawks to win. Mm -hmm. But Lamar doesn't have to throw the ball 45 times a game for us to win. 17 of 24 passing, 223 yards Mm -hmm. gets us a, what was it, 35 point win? Yeah. Easily. Four passing touchdowns. Mm -hmm. 17 completions, four of them touchdowns. You can't argue with that. So It's like, Teams are trying too hard to compare us to the traditional way to win football games and how other teams do it. And I'm just tired of it, bro. It's just like Lamar is revolutionizing the position, period. Mm-hmm. Like you gotta think. In the next 20 years, you know how many people are gonna want to be Lamar Jackson?
0: Yeah. And play exactly. like
1: him. But exactly. the thing is, Lamar isn't trying to be anybody else. Lamar mm-hmm. is just playing his brand. And I feel like that's why we got on the roll when we did, because you gotta think. And that Chiefs game, I know I'm not the only one that's seen it, but we were trying to out-patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. absolutely. Trying to pass the ball too much. We were trying to do too much until late when we realized the weaknesses and how weak that Chiefs defense was, but it was Mm -hmm. just too little too late. What was the score, like 24 to 6?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, By the fourth quarter. It was it was pretty 20, bad, but then, yeah. then we started pounding that rock, doing what we do, and then doing what, what we do. Part. And
1: yep. it was the same thing in the Seahawks game. It was mm-hmm. it was what I thought of the Texans game would have been because it was tied going into halftime 13-13. And I remember I was getting frustrated. I'm like, the run's not working. We then I thought about it. I'm like, no, we don't need that. KC showed us why. So we kept pounding and eventually six yards, seven mm-hmm. yards, gus up the middle for 15. Ingram. Then, of course, the fourth and what was it, three? Yeah. Then we got the touchdown with Lamar. Yeah. Fourth and three, didn't try to do too much. Straight went wreck football offense, single wing offense. Bring that, bring the meat on the field. Motion, get up in there, touchdown. Yep. So just keeping it simple is going to keep winning these games, and not to like go deep because I know you was going to ask me about this, but Monday night I'm not worried about the Rams. Mm. I'll just throw that out there. Yeah. now.
0: I agree, I'm man. It out there now. Jared Goof. I'm not scared of this guy at all, man. <laughs> no, <laughs> he's, I'm not. He's looking a lot more like Jared Trubisky right now, I'm man. Not. He's not playing well at all. I think we should be able to stop that offense. Um, Aaron Donald could be a problem, but with the way our O-line has been playing, I think we should be able to at least limit him enough to be able to get what we need to get going. Uh, you know, I I just I before the season started, I'm like, oh man, that Rams team going to L.A. going coming here to the West Coast could be a tough yeah. game. But now, honestly, I'm not for, uh, not afraid at all. I Mm-mm. I think nah. our defense just totally outclasses that offense. I I think we should be able to dominate, man. To be honest with you,
1: the key is going to be pass rush again.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: the Steelers game showed me a lot about that. Raven, Ram no, the Rams team. Yeah. Gurley had a good game last night, and I think he played pretty well against the Steelers, but it was forced, it took yeah. time. So I'm really confident because you got to think they lost to the Steelers that don't have an offense. So even right. if they couldn't get anything going on the offensive side of the ball, if the Rams' defense was all that, it don't take much to stop that Steelers' offense, bro. Yeah, it doesn't. That's true. It doesn't like. Because first of all, if we're being honest, anytime they get a big play, you know what's gonna happen. They're gonna fumble the football. <laughs> like any True. any game they have that has any intricate meaning to the game, they just seem to do something. Whether it's holding, fumbling, pushing the back, taking helmets off and brawling. I mean, <laughs> come on now. It's that's just what they look like this year. I mean, five and five is definitely better than what I was expecting with how they started, but you can never count the Steelers out, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at last year. What did they have? Like, two wins? Mm-hmm. And they just slowly worked their way back. But luckily, we were in a position where we didn't yep. depend on another team. Yep. That's where that's where we're at right now again. And that's what I like. And a lot of people bring up Joe Flacco. I don't like bashing Joe. I don't. He gave us a Super Bowl. That's my man. But after a certain amount of time he just wasn't the same bro
0: yeah wasn't the same guy as much as it pains me to admit I think you're right man I I love Flacco I'm never gonna forget what he did for this team but yeah I mean besides the 2014 season there really wasn't anything there man unfortunately and I hate to say it because I love the guy but yeah, he just—he wasn't the same man, and it sucks. Wasn't the
1: same, say- nope. And it was and definitely not for the price tag that we had him on too. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't on clearance.
0: He definitely was not. <laughs> yeah, that's true. CJ Arrington joining me. Thank you, man, for joining me tonight. Let them know your Instagram. Let them know your Twitter. Whatever you want, people to follow you at.
1: Really, my Instagram is just very simple. It's just CJ Arrington one. There you go. Literally, just type in my name with a one at the end. No underscores. No nothing.
0: There you go, guys. Make sure you follow my guy. He does lives after every single Ravens game. Make sure you give him a follow. Great, yes sir. Uh, great Ravens fan, and it was cool to see you at a uh, at the game, man. That was that was pretty awesome for sure. Yo, when you cut the beard, I'm like, oh my, yo, I don't want to call him out <laughs> like it's him because I don't want to like weird him out. But I'm yeah. like,
1: yo, it's gotta be him.
0: Yeah, it's gotta be him. <laughs> yeah, I know I had the little little shaved thing going on, but yeah. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining me tonight, man. And hopefully we can do it again. No
1: problem. Oh yeah. Most definitely.
0: Yep. All right, man. Let's go. You have a good one. All right, guys, you make sure to follow my guy CJ Arrington on Instagram, CJ Arrington one, as he said, definitely check him out. All right, guys. So let's talk about, I see you guys already talking about Clay Travis. Yeah. I I did talk about that a little bit early on. He apparently has uh, Lamar as. In eighth place in uh, his MVP voting, and I don't even know who he who the seven players he has above him. Excuse me, um, I don't even think he has he's ever put out a list. By the way, we have over a hundred people in here. Uh, make sure you guys hit that like button. Don't forget to hit that like button. Let's get to a hundred likes. We only have forty two right now. What, what 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 are you guys doing, man? <laughs> Come on, now. You guys know how it is, man. We have to get to a hundred likes every single podcast, brothers. All right. So anyways, Clay Travis just a ridiculous dude. He really is just I at this point I don't I can't even take him seriously. Um if if you know it's bad when J, even Jason Whitlock has turned the tide on Lamar Jackson and then you still have dickheads like Clay Travis talking about oh, he's a flash in the pan, he's a Tim Tebow. BS, dude. Just complete BS. Anyways, guys, let's go ahead and get into a reaction. Why not? And you can all see my guy, Stephen A. Smith. A lot of you guys know him. You love him. (laughs) Maybe not love him, but you at least know him. So um, as you can see, the question is, is Lamar the clear-cut MVP favorite? As I've said, I do believe he is. But for, for those of you that haven't seen this video yet, let's go ahead and see what my guy Stephen a smith has to say
2: i think that lamar jackson is spectacular uh but all less sizzles and all that glitters ain't go the reality of the situation is is that when you look at the baltimore ravens defense they are something special they have amped it up they have stepped it up and let's not negate the fact that the Baltimore Ravens ran for 263 yards yesterday. See, we forget that sometimes. Now, obviously, Lamar Jackson has something to do with that Mm -hmm. because 86 of those yards came from him, and we understand that. But Edwards had 112 yards and just eight carries. Ingram ran the ball and was pass catching out of the backfield effectively enough to the point where you dip in and dunk into a guy like that, and then all of a sudden, he's able to turn it in to some yardage. And then the defense is opportunistic, and the defense is all over you as well. I look at the Baltimore Ravens defense, and even though there were some hiccups in their performance this season, the bottom line is when you look at what they bring to the table with the experienced coaching of a guy like John Harbaugh, I got to give credit where credit is In that regard. In Houston, at some point in time, we have to ask these questions. First of all, Bill O'Brien is the head coach. Um, there have been question marks about him. You've got people in Houston, because I was just there back-to-back weeks mm-hmm. doing the NBA. There's a lot of people in Houston that don't have a lot of faith. And, and Bill O'Brien, even though offensively they've been relatively effective. Defensively, I can't avoid looking at my man, Romeo Cornell. You've been around quite a long time. And the reality is, is that this defense has been less than stellar. It's one of the worst defenses against the pass. It's not that great against the run. It's not that great in yards allowed. It's not that great in points allowed. All of those things get taken into consideration. Meanwhile, religiously, historically, although there's a hiccup here and there, the defense of the Baltimore Ravens. Okay,
0: hold on. Let me let me stop him real quick because he talked about the Texans' defense, right? What's interesting is that before facing us, they had the third best rushing defense in the league. And now they're, I believe, they're at 13th. That's insane, dude. Can you imagine? They dropped down 10 spots after facing one team, the Baltimore Ravens, I've been saying it all season. You may have a good defense. You may have the best rush defense in the league. You may have a good pass defense, but you have never seen a rushing attack like this year's Baltimore Ravens. It's It really is damn near impossible to stop. And for reasons that we use our tight ends, you basically have eight offensive linemen on the field at all times. We go heavy. And the thing is that they're not only great at blocking – They can catch and they can make some big plays happen. Mark Andrews has just been incredible. Even Hayden Hurst has started to get going, man. Shout out to Hayden Hurst. Um, Nick Boyle, of course, you know, he's a great blocker. He's starting to get more into the uh, catching game. That's cool to see. But it's just crazy to me that, yeah, the Texans passing defense wasn't great. So if you want to say that, that's fine. But I did hear that. Their passing defense got a lot better. Their secondary was improved with Gary on Conley with some additions that they made. Um, so, but they were still ranked like 29th, I believe, but they had a great rushing defense. So this whole notion that they don't have a great defense, you know, I don't feel like it's the strongest argument because they were third and moved down to 13th. That is insane, dude. That is crazy. Anyway, let's, let's continue saying, and also he's, he's kind of making the argument that th- what I said earlier, Oh, they ha- Lamar has a great team around him. And, uh, you know, he, you know, it, it is what it is, but let's, let's continue. Let's see what the rest of this dude has to say. This is
2: always something to behold. And Marcus Peters being added to the equation that definitely has buffered them as well. When we look at the uh, Lamar Jackson, there is no doubt that he's spectacular. We saw Michael Vick be spectacular. Being spectacular didn't make you the best. And I'm looking at Lamar Jackson. He's in that conversation. There's no question about it. But to ignore the fact that Russell Wilson has passed for Mm -hmm. nearly 500 more yards than him, Russell Russell Wilson has 23 touchdowns and two interceptions this season and he has carried In- i had russell field. wilson
3: until oh, last night one yeah. other thing that i'm curious <laughs> with lamar
0: so okay it's the same thing he's basically saying the exact same things that i said at the beginning of this podcast man that like everybody's saying that russell wilson has the better passing numbers which is true i'm not going to say he doesn't because obviously he does but lamar you the type of player he is you can't just look at his passing stats and be like okay that's it that's all he is as a player no, dude, he runs the football and he's running it at a great, just incredible rate. So you can't just look at his passing stats and be like, that's the only type of player he is. Um, so I don't believe that that that's that's a good argument for Russell Wilson being MVP. Um, like I said, if he had lost to the 49ers and he had thrown that pick, which would have set up the 49ers to win with that field goal obviously it didn't happen, but if it did, what would the argument be? I don't think there would be any argument, man. So I just think there's a little bit of that, uh, you know, that bias that they don't want to admit that Lamar Jackson is playing better than anybody else right now. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to, to look at the league and say, oh no, this guy is doing better. Even like Christian McCaffrey, um, A lot of people want to say he's MVP. Yeah, he's putting up great numbers. He's putting up incredible numbers. But it's like, look at them. They're like 5-5. and It's not like he's carrying these guys to wins. And and I know it's hard if you're a running back. You can't necessarily just, you know, lead your team to wins as a running back. But I just – I don't see anybody else that's playing at the level that Lamar Jackson is right now. Just as as a football player, especially on offense, man. I just – For me, I don't know. Maybe I'm being biased. You guys know we're Ravens fans, most of us at least. So I I can see why somebody would say we're being biased, but I just don't see how you don't have Lamar as your MVP favorite right now. So um, let's continue a little bit. I think Rex Ryan is going to get going here. Our boy.
1: Bar Jackson, is if this is sustainable for him to keep this up.
3: No, I think it is.
0: (laughs) Sustainable, again.
3: Because right now, this guy, nobody's seen a guy like this. Uh, I mean, because his his body type is, is way different than a Michael Vick, you know, and and some of these uh, guys that can run, mm-hmm. he's way different. And here's the difference: like his body's the same as the kid in Buffalo's. Okay, Josh Allen. Difference is he knows how to protect himself. Josh Allen will go; he'll run headfirst into a wall <laughs> like he doesn't know how to protect himself. Lamar knows how to protect himself. We're going to see this kid for ten years playing in this league. I am blown away by him. Number one, I love the fact all the geniuses that 31 teams never chose this kid. You know who took him? Ozzie Newsom. His last draft, he takes Lamar Jackson. Why? Off. He, he did not show it off. He, <laughs> we all knew it. I knew Ozzie was going to take the kid, and the great thing is he set the team up for years and years. And weird, it huh? takes a quarter. Or it takes a head coach like John Harbaugh who I said, remember, I was going to give him the jet job instead of myself because that's how much respect I have for him. Mm-hmm. He gets it. I'm going to build around this young man. And he has. Look, you can run. He can run drop back game. He can run anything you want. But the thing that makes it so difficult and so challenging as a defensive coach is to defend against 11 guys in a running game. That's what you got. The other thing is, yeah, you can put you know, your coverage out there. Mm-hmm. But the thing you can't defend is when he improvises. And I go back and I look at the Steve Youngs of the world, Randall Cunningham's when he played for my father and all those type type things, those type of guys. Aaron Rodgers. You can't defend those guys. Aaron Rodgers does it a little different because he stays back and then beats you uh, throwing the ball. This guy could beat you throwing it or running it. It would drive you absolutely crazy. Stephen A., you talked about this Baltimore Raven defense. And, yes, we've had a tradition of playing phenomenal. We set the standard how you play defense with the baltimore ravens i was part of it luckily you know fortunately there but right now this organization why do uh you know why do they have a great chance to win the super bowl because of the organization they get it don martindale the defense corner outstanding uh, coach he came back said man we we just don't have it we gotta we let too many guys go we need to to get another corner in here what happens they go out and get Marcus Peters. Their defense looks night and day different. Why? Because <laughs> they can play that Ryan, the uh, Ravens style of football mm-hmm. and attack your quarterback. Because they can defend. They can man play coverage, man coverage yeah. back there, and, and it's and it made all.
0: I still got love for Rex Ryan, man. I can't lie. You know, former Re- Ravens DC. I still got love for the guy. And we got about 150 people in here, guys. Thank you all so much for joining. Make sure you hit that like button. Don't forget to hit that like button. I want to see 100 likes. Let's check it out. Where are we at? Let's see. 73. Come on, fellas. We got to get it, man. We got to get these 100 likes, brother. All right. So I still got love for Rex Ryan, man. He. I feel like he's always been a believer of Lamar Jackson. And I think he knows because he's been with the organization before and he knows how well run this organization is man from Aussie to EDC. It doesn't matter, man. EDC has been great. Um, it's it's one of the best organizations in the league. It really is no question. Um, so shout out to Rex Ryan. I know he got our back. Um, let's see how much, oh, there's about a couple minutes left in this video. So let's go ahead and why don't we just go ahead and finish it out might as well. Um, but, yeah, man, I still got love for Ricks Ryan. I can't lie to you. I mean, so let's see what else they got to say. The, the difference
2: toughest in the world, test for world. Which, which, by the way, which is-
0: Okay, so Molly, I- I'll answer your question, Molly, because nobody, <laughs> nobody wants to hear you out, Molly, because everybody's annoyed by you. I-, I don't blame them. But let me go ahead and answer your question because nobody else answered your question. She asked, who's going to be the toughest test for them? I'm assuming she means on the schedule. Um, So let's let's go over the schedule really quick before we move on. We do have. Oh my god! All these notifications on my phone when I'm trying to stream right now. Get off my get off my phone! Come on. Okay. So so of course Monday Night Football. We got the Rams next week. Then we have the 49ers. I don't think the Rams are a test. Like I was just talking with my guy CJ. I don't fear them, dude. I don't think that they have the offense to keep up with us at all. I don't think I think Jared Goof is not good. I don't think they have what it takes. Um defensively they could give us some issues, but I did say that about the Patriots and we just rolled them over. So at this point it's it's going to be hard to stop us. Before we move on, Majin Bull, thank you so much for the donation. He says, excuse me. Rex Ryan is the man. I hope Wink never leaves, but if he does, I want Rex as DC. That'd be cool. I wouldn't mind that. And that actually, that's a, that's an interesting topic that we'll talk about a little bit later. So after this week's game, we have the 49ers. Everybody's saying this is going to be the biggest test. I've been talking about it, man. I said that I believe the Texans were going to be the biggest remaining test for us. We saw how that worked out. We dominated the Texans. I don't think the 49ers have what it takes either, which is crazy to say because they've been arguably the best team and one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, But the reason I think that they don't have a chance is because I believe Jimmy G is soft. S-A-W-F-T, soft. I think Jimmy G is soft, man. I don't think he has what it takes to go up against this secondary. If the pass rush can play how they were playing yesterday, it's going to be impossible to stop. I just – I and I know that their defense is great. Believe me, they have an awesome pass rush. That front four is incredible. Uh, the linebackers have been kind of struggling a little bit ever since Quan Alexander went down to injury. Secondary is pretty good, but I believe they're slow. So I think that we should be able to beat the 49ers no problem, which is crazy to say because the 49ers are a good team this year. I just don't fear anybody, man, to be honest with you. Left, what, what else we got? We got the Bills. Come on, do I, I've said it so many times, Josh Allen, don't have it. He does not have the juice. He does not have the sauce. He doesn't have it. He doesn't have whatever. He doesn't have whatever you need to be a good quarterback. I know he's been pretty decent, but he, he doesn't have the sauce, man. He real. Josh Allen does not have the juice just straight up. He doesn't have the juice and he doesn't have the juice to beat the Ravens. Um, so I don't fear them. They can't stop the run. They've been struggling against the run lately, even though their defense is actually pretty good. I I I don't think we should have any problem with them. The Jets, I mean, Sam Darnold as well. He got a little bit of the juice. I'll get, you know, he he his cup is about, you know, it's it's a little full. It's like he got some juice in the cup. Not a lot. Not a lot of juice. Not a lot. You know, the sauce is, it's, 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 there's a little bit in there, but I don't think he necessarily has the juice to outduel Lamar Jackson right now, especially with the way we're playing. And the Jets have just been bad this year. I don't think they have it. The Browns, we can't let them sweep us, dude. I don't care if we're undefeated up to that point. Well, not undefeated because we still have two losses on the season, but I don't care if we win every single game from here up until the Browns. And if we have like, a playoff spot locked up by then. I don't care. I want to beat the Browns because I'm tired of them talking about well, 40 to 25. You guys couldn't beat Baker Mayfield. Uh, you know, I'm tired of hearing that crap. So what? Whatever. We're done with. We're done with this whole Stephen A. thing. So let's just continue talking. We cannot let the Browns beat us again, man. I will not stand for that. I think we need our revenge game. They can't sweep us. The Steelers, eh, whatever, you know, if we, if we have if we're like 13 and two by then and if we have the first seed locked up, which is a real possibility, um, you know, we just need the Patriots to lose, which, by the way, we're going to we're going to get into in a little bit, um, you know, then you can throw them a bone, whatever. Who cares if we go 13 and three? versus 14 and two it's like whatever throw them a bone let the Steelers get a W let them feel good about themselves who cares at that point you know but the Browns know they're not getting that we're not allowing that to happen <laughs> so that's how I feel about the remaining schedule let me let me go ahead and see the chat um let's see <laughs> Aaron Donald will be pushed around by Patrick Ricard I like that take that's a pretty good take um We need to sweep the Steelers. Can't let them in the playoffs. Eh, Even if they are, it's Mason Rudolph. Are you afraid of Mason Rudolph? I'm not. He does. If Josh Allen doesn't have any juice, Josh uh, Mason Rudolph has even less juice. Let's be honest. Um, Okay. So let's go ahead and take a look at the Patriots schedule. Actually, I can just bring it up here on my phone. Um, We'll talk about it that way. We already went over the... uh, the Ravens schedule. Um, and, uh, and I let you know that I, I just, honestly, I don't fear a team. I think, I don't know. Like, I just, honestly, I can't see us losing, man. It's, it's good. If we can get past this stretch of the Rams and the 49ers, which I do think is very possible. Who's going to beat us? The bills. No, no way. The jets. No way the browns we cannot let that happen the steelers maybe but only if because if we're uh if you know if we already have the first seed locked up but that's aside from that i don't see it happening and it's crazy for me to say because you guys know if you follow my podcast i'm like very conservative with my re- with my predictions for the ravens i'm never like oh we're going to demolish this team or we're going to win this many games i'm never like that but after what I saw, man, the way we dismantled the Texans, I'm like, I, I I think we're pretty much unstoppable right now, to be honest with you. So let's go over the Patriots schedule real quick. Um let's check it out. Um, okay, so they just beat the Eagles yesterday, which was very disappointing. Uh If they had gone up against a better offense, they would have lost that game. The Eagles' offense is just God. Watching that offense is like after watching the Ravens' offense is just like like disgusting, dude. Makes me want to throw up. Um, That Eagles' offense is terrible, dude. I don't know like whose whose fault it is. You know their receivers. They have a lot of injuries. Deshaun Jackson, I believe, and Alshon Jeffrey are both hurt, if I'm not mistaken. They have no running game to speak of. Uh, it's just disgusting to watch, man. It, And I'm telling you, if the, the Patriots had gone up against a better offense, they would have lost that game. Uh, Tom Brady couldn't do anything. That Eagles defense was playing pretty well. Or was it just that the Patriots offense is so bad? I don't know. Maybe a mixture of both. That Patriots offense is just not good, man. Um, they're not playing good right now. And I know that they're supposed to get their left tackle Isaiah Wynn back. We'll see if that helps them. I'm sure it'll help them a little bit, but that offense is just not it right now. And they're really, their defense has to be historically great to carry that offense at this point. So next they got the Cowboys going to new England. Um, That could be a tough challenge because we've seen, well, but the Cowboys are so inconsistent, man. I just don't know what team is going to show up. You know, we've seen that this Cowboys offense can sometimes be like, oh, my God, look at their offense. Amari Cooper is going off and Zeke is going off. Dak is going off. And then other times you're just like, oh, th- th- this is it, you know? So I don't know. I don't know if they're going to have what it takes to go up against that Patriots defense who is very good. Um, you know, they're going to need to play a very good game. The Cowboys defense is very inconsistent. You know, last year they were looking really good. Um This year, not so much. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think the Patriots should be able to win that game. Or, well, I could also see them losing that game. It just depends on which Cowboys team shows up, like I said. We'll have to see. It would be great if the Cowboys could do us a solid knockoff the Patriots. That would help us out a lot. Um, And then they have the Texans going into Houston. That could be an interesting game because we have seen that Deshaun Watson in the past has given the Patriots trouble. Um, It seems like the Patriots defense struggles against mobile quarterbacks. So the Texans could potentially give them trouble. I'm not sure if they'll get the win, but we'll see. And then they have to face the Chiefs. So these next three games for the Patriots are pretty tough stretch, pretty tough stretch. Um, The Chiefs could potentially give them problems because the way that Patriots offense is looking, mm, it doesn't look like they can outscore anybody right now. Uh, Unless it's like the Eagles who just can't even score. Um, Then they got, then they finish out the season with like the easiest schedule ever. Bengals, bills and dolphins. So basically we need them to get at least one or two losses in these next three weeks. I don't think a loss would come against the Bengals, obviously, or the bills for that matter. I know the bills did get closer early on in the season I just don't know because that game is being played in New England. Um, and then the Dolphins are the Dolphins. Um, if it was in Miami, maybe, but it's not going to be in Miami. It's going to be in New England. So we basically need to see the Patriots lose at least one or two games in order for us to get the one seed. Um, and we need to take care of business, of course. It would be so upsetting if we went out, go 14-2, and two, and the Patriots just don't lose for the rest of the season. Could you imagine that? And then they get the first seed and we get the second just because we were the only team that was able to beat them. That would just be so upsetting to me, dude. I would hate to see that. I'm hoping that either the Cowboys, the Texans, or the Chiefs can do us a solid and just get a W, man. We'll see. We'll see. But for now, we just got to take care of business. That's what it's all about, and I think we should be able to for the rest of the season. Okay so there was a couple of other things i wanted to talk about man it's already been like 45 minutes and i feel like i haven't even covered anything that i wanted to <laughs> that's crazy we got over 100 likes awesome guys thank you all so much for getting over 100 likes i do appreciate that from y'all make sure you do hit the like button though if you haven't um hit it just yet uh ricard is the mvp <laughs> changed my mind absolutely shout out to project pat he's been playing amazing Okay guys, so before we go, we have a little bit of time. Why don't we go ahead and react to uh, Jason Whitlock? Um, let me see if I can find it here because I don't think they uploaded it to their main channel. Speak for yourself. Oh, here he is. here it is. Okay, so they did upload it. Okay, perfect. So, oh great, an ad. Okay, so we're gonna do this reaction guys and then we'll also, Man, I don't know. I feel like there was a bunch of stuff I wanted to talk about tonight, and I just didn't really get to any of it. That's a shame. Maybe I'll have to let it go a little bit longer tonight. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but let's do this reaction, guys, to our boy, Jason Whitlock, and the squad, Tony G, um, Lavar Arrington, and I guess um, Michael Vick is going to be joining them as well. So let's go ahead and check it out. The title... Is I'm done doubting Lamar Jackson," says Jason Whitlock. Interesting. So, let's get into this reaction, guys. Let's see what they have to say. Joining
4: the desk now are Fox Sports NFL analyst Michael Vick and Hall of Fame tight end Tony Gonzalez. All right, lavar get us rolling here as Lamar Jackson permanently silenced his doubters. Not permanently, for now. <clears throat> you know, you know how We live in a world of of current effect, right? So. We heard Mike talking on on Colin's show and and talking about the injury scenario and different things like that. He's one injury away from the critics uh, sneaking back up on him or coming back into the conversation and saying, I told you so. It's not sustainable to be a running quarterback. So I think for now, uh, he's doing a a well of a job. I think this was a a signature victory for him going against the Texans and Deshaun. but he's going to have to have some longevity to to quiet them down. And I don't even know then it's permanent.
5: Yeah, absolutely. Longevity is the key, but I think he silenced his critics in, in the first game of the season when he threw what, five touchdown passes. I mean, he came out the gate strong and part of his motivation was and I know was him being called, you know, running back or wide receiver. Be a wide receiver. I mean, it was just a lot of things that was probably said to Prematurely, and I think he took offense to that and it motivated him this offseason. He worked on his game, worked on the passing game, come out in the first game and throw five touchdown passes. Yesterday he threw four. So I think that's enough to silence your critics in the passing game. Obviously, you got to continue to progress and, and show consistency in the passing game. It's gonna be required from him for the rest of his career. But um, you know, I I just feel like, you know, as he progressed and as he as he continues to move forward. We'll always watch, you know, how he progresses as a, as a passer, you know, just so it's no doubt. And, uh, he'll, he'll be motivated to continue to play that way and show people, like, look, I'm a complete quarterback. I'm the true dual threat.
6: Mm. Let me tell you something.
0: Okay. Hold on. Don't get started, Tony. We don't just don't even start with that yet. Just yet. Anyway. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I think that there's always going to be that argument, is his play style sustainable, okay? (sighs) For me, I'm not expecting him to have like a 20-year career, right? I'm not expecting him to just play for so long because historically, yes, running quarterbacks don't have the longest careers. But I'm not thinking of it like, oh my God, he's going to get hurt if he keeps doing this. We can't, you know, you just have to be afraid the whole time. You just have to enjoy the ride, man. That's the way I've been looking at it. I I don't go into games and watch Lamar Jackson take off and have these amazing runs and be like, oh my God, he's going to get hurt. I go into that and I say, just ride the wave, man. Just ride the wave. And, uh, you know, if... If one fateful day he does get hurt, which, you know, it could happen at any time. He could be he could play a whole game in the pocket, not run at all. And if he gets hurt, what's going to what are they going to say? Oh, I knew it. You know, I knew he was going to get hurt eventually. He can get hurt at any point at any point. That's how football works, bro. Look, we've seen all these quarterbacks this season alone get hurt just from sticking in the pocket. Deshaun Watson got hurt yesterday a little bit. Well, I mean, he wasn't, like, hurt for the rest of the game or anything, but he got hurt by getting sacked, I think, by – shout-out to sack daddy, Jay Ferg. um, Finally got his first sack of the season. Awesome to see. So anybody can get hurt at any time. It doesn't matter if you're running, if you're staying in the pocket. That's why I think you just have to ride the wave, man. Just – see what happens, you know, and just appreciate what you're seeing in front of you. Just don't be worrying the entire time. Oh my God, he's going to get hurt. Because if you're just thinking that you're not going to enjoy what you're seeing in front of you. That's just my opinion. Um, Yeah. Ben Roethlisberger, somebody make a, made, made a great point. So let's continue. Let's see what else they have to say.
6: Uh-oh. Hey, <laughs> uh-oh. this guy this guy I, I, first of all i love that 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 was a great article that was amazing. uh you put it in perspective what you can't deny that this guy is special i mean this is something we've never seen at the quarterback position uh but i do agree with what you're saying there LaVar. how long is this sustainable can he come out there can he do this over a career but at this point, who cares? It's so much fun to watch. He's the MVP so far. I think he's running away with it. You got to win games, and their team is winning. Russell Wilson, I think he still has a little, little, you know, he's still got a little bit of season as long as they keep winning. And then Patrick Mahomes, I'm still not ruling that out. But right now, he's the front runner for sure. This guy, you, how do you stop this? You cannot prepare for it. He's faster than everybody else on the field. But I feel like it's like, you know, when we, when we broke curfew in high school, and you come home, at least for me, I don't know how it was at your guys' house, that my mom is waiting up for me, and it doesn't matter what time. It's like, you're going to have to come home sooner or later. And I feel like sooner or later, the hit is coming. You know, no. You're know, going to do one of those spin moves. And I'm not saying it's this year, next year, the year after that. Eventually, he's going to get caught by LeVar Arrington, blindsided, and you're not going to be as fast as you used to. And then once that start happens, then maybe the game slips a little bit. But right uh, now but-
0: – so I mean, I just talked about it. It's the same thing, you know, whatever. Anyway let, let's see what our boy Jason Whitlock has to say all right let, this is this is what everybody's waiting for. let's let's hear him out for sure. But, but this is my issue. this is
4: the thing that I had to come to grips with yesterday. It doesn't matter if he gets hit. he can play from the pocket. he can throw the football. That's why I think the doubters have been silenced forever. Look, there was a point where uh, Randall Cunningham was the greatest weapon in football and he was a lot like Lamar Jackson, not quite this fast, but it was pretty incredible. But but Randall Cunningham had a second life in the NFL with the Vikings as a passing quarterback. And I, I just don't, I can't question this dude as a thrower anymore. That's over with. So even if he does take that hit, he can still play quarterback at a high level.
0: Well, while I agree. Shout out to Jason Whitlock, man. Shout-out to Jason Whitlock. I think that's the first time I've ever said that. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Mr. Jason Whitlock. Shout-out to my guy, Jason Whitlock, man. Who would have known that it would have just taken an impressive victory against the Texans for him to actually start believing in Lamar Jackson? Wow. Wow. And I I think you see... I mean, it's it's evident, dude. It's evident. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, all four of Lamar's touchdowns, passing touchdowns yesterday, came from the pocket. There was the one to Seth Roberts. Seth Roberts finally got his first touchdown. There was the one to Mark Andrews that also came from the pocket. Then two to Mark Ingram. I think one of them he did like a little bit of a rollout. You know, it was a kind of a play-action type thing. They were from the pocket, man. So it's like we we as Ravens fans, we knew this already. We knew what we saw last year. No, he wasn't the most consistent passer from throw to throw. But he we saw that he's capable of making these NFL throws, dude. And that's what we try to tell people all offseason – he is not a running back. Yes, he's an amazing runner, but he can throw. And everybody's like, yeah, yeah right. He hit, he threw for three yards in the, against the Chargers. Which, by the way, let's talk about Marty Morningweg in a little bit. But before we move on, the only way to shut mouths is to simply prove it. Thank you, Abdul, for the donation. I agree. That, like, like Lamar says, nobody cares. Work harder. And that's what I said that the slogan of today's podcast is and that's what the slogan has to be for the Ravens, but shout out to Jason Whitlock, man, thank you, I do appreciate that he's actually, you know, he admitted, he's basically admitting he was wrong, I know he's not actually admitting that he was wrong, but he, at least he's, he has some conviction to be like, you know what, Lamar can throw, I was wrong about that, so You know, Whitlock's respect points do go up a little bit for me. You know, I still think he's a sleazeball, but, you know, he gets some respect points for me for sure. Um, Lamar is special, dude. And uh, speaking of that, I think that's pretty much all I wanted to see from from Speak for Yourself that video, so we can just end it there. But um, there was something else. There was a report that came out earlier today, I believe, that our old offensive coordinator, Marty Morningweg. (laughs) Shout out to Marty Morningweg. I'm sure every Ravens fan remembers this guy. You know, he was the bane of our existence for a long time. So apparently, when we drafted Lamar Jackson, he said, okay, so we're switching him to wide receiver, right? So your offensive coordinator, he sees... The Ravens draft a quarterback, a quarterback, and he says, "Oh, so uh, we're swi- when? When are we going to switch him to wide receiver?" So there's the whole conspiracy theories that I saw on Twitter are was Marty. I mean, I I do think that we all agree that Marty Morningwig was the reason that we lost the playoff game against the Chargers. Maybe not the main reason because you know we had a lot of fumbles and just stuff didn't go our way. But he was definitely probably at least 80% of the blame goes to him because of his horrible play calling. We all agree with that, right? So was he sabotaging Lamar Jackson and his development because he thought that Lamar should have been a wide receiver instead of a quarterback? That's the question that I pose to you guys. A lot of people have conspiracy theories Marty, he didn't want to have Lamar throw the ball because he believed he should have been a wide receiver. I'm not gonna say it's not true. I I'm gonna I'm not gonna say it's not possible that he's correct or incorrect. But I mean it's definitely something to think about. It's definitely something to think about. So uh, but I mean, regardless, I'm I'm glad Marty Morningweg is out of out of our lives. And I do think a big reason why he doesn't have a job right now is because of that. But I'm so happy. We have Greg Roman and speaking of our offensive coordinators, why don't we go ahead and get into that? Um, or just our coordinators in general. There was a question. I think it was on a uh, undisputed Skip and Shannon. They brought up with Mike Vick as well. Can we keep the coordinators together with the way that we're rolling? You see Greg Roman this this has been like Greg Roman has designed the perfect offense for what we have. It's been incredible. Like when 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 was the last time that you look back and you. Uh, you you remember uh, maybe the Chiefs game or the Browns game where you were questioning Greg Roman. You're like, what 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 kind of plays are these? It's crazy that we have an offensive coordinator and we're just not really questioning him. And I think a big reason for that is because and a big reason why we actually promoted him to be our offensive coordinator is because he has the experience with a Colin Kaepernick, which uh, by the way, I'm not, I don't think I'm going to cover that topic that he had a workout because it doesn't really, um, you know, it doesn't really um, crap. I I always forget my words, man. This is, this is what happens, (laughs) but um it doesn't concern us okay because we we have three quarterbacks we don't need another quarterback but anyway he dealt with Colin Kaepernick he made an offense for him went to the super bowl with him they also had he also had an offense with Tyrod Taylor you know they they were rolling for a little bit with the bills they they were doing pretty well so then we see Lamar Jackson come in and Greg Roman who's dealt with these mobile quarterbacks before and has is great at designing the run game it's been perfect dude it's been a perfect pairing so the problem is can greg roman stick with the team and be our offensive coordinator after this season because we know what happens for these offensive coordinators or just any coordinator in the league right even wink you know i'm afraid that wink is going to get that that call soon too cuz he's been playing great um i mean not playing great but he's been you know he's been a great coordinator for us on the defense i i am afraid that you know one of them will get poached you know oh wink let's go man head coaching job let's go it's hard for these guys to deny it and i know a lot of you know that they'll say well you know i love the ravens i want to stay here but if their dream job if your dream job comes up no matter how much you love the position that you're in or the place that you're in i think if it's your dream job to be a head coach it, it, it's going to be tough for you to deny that you know so we saw it with Gary Kubiak from 2014. We he was he had our offense rolling and and he even said after the season he's like, "I want to stay with Baltimore. You know, I I love my position here." I and next thing we know, John Elway comes calling and he's like, hey "Amen. I got your dream job right here, head head coach of the Denver Broncos." And guess what? Kubiak's like, "All right, Ravens, peace out." So it's like I'm afraid that that is a possibility. And, and it's not that I'm, I don't think that the offense will have the same success with a new offensive coordinator, but I just think that this offense that Greg Roman has designed for us has been perfect, man. And, you know, unfortunately, with the success that they've had, they could get that call, man. And, and I hope it doesn't happen because, like I said, they've been great, but it'd be a shame, dude. It would really be a shame. So... Anyway, let's see what else we got. Oh, Wink just need a raise. He's loyal as fuck, Joe. Don't sleep on his loyalty. Okay. <laughs> we'll see, man. Like I said, if that dream job comes calling, it's, it's you know, it's hard to deny that. You got to be honest. You, you got to think of it like, you know, you got to think of it for yourself. You know, if that dream job comes calling, I don't care how much you love your job. You're going to take it, you know? So... But aside from that, man, there, I feel like there's so many things that I'm missing that I wanted to talk about. Um, I didn't, I mean, I did talk about the whole Miles Garrett thing against the Steelers. That was crazy, dude. That was crazy. That helmet hit. That was insane. I mean, I did a video on it, so we won't get into it too much, but man, even when the Browns win, they lose, huh? That's just sad. Uh, it's sad. <laughs> it's just crazy, dude. They're going to be out their best defensive player now because of that. Um, you just can't hit somebody over the head with a helmet. You would think that people would know that. You you would think that football players would know that. You know that that's like totally crossing the line. But anyway, we won't talk about that too much because I already did a video on it. Um, oh, here's a good one. Anybody know the last time Sam Cook punted? Isn't that insane, Dude. Like Sam Cook used to be, we would see him on the field all the time. And again, no no slight to Flacco because you guys know I love Flacco. No Flacco slander will be tolerated. Anybody that has Flacco slander will be blocked immediately. No, I'm just kidding. But yes, it's a shame that Sam Cook is actually a very good punter. He just hasn't been able to see the field because we've been so efficient on offense. I it's 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 a good problem to have, I guess. You know? Um so, anyway, um, this team is rolling right now. I do think it's the best team in the league. I just don't see how it's not. So, I do want to talk about the Rams Rams game, but I do want to talk about a little bit more on Wednesday on the podcast with Sonny, which, by the way, we might have a special guest on. It's not confirmed yet, but I do think we might end up having a guest, and I think you guys might enjoy it. It's someone that's been a Lamar Jackson and Ravens doubter for a long time. So hopefully he can make the trip out because that would be awesome. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to say who it is just in case it doesn't happen. But if you guys, you know, you, you guys can go ahead and uh, put your, whoever you think it might be in the, in the chat below. But, um, but yeah, we won't talk about that. So, so mm, I guess put your questions down in the chat below. I'll go ahead and answer them if you guys want them to be seen quicker you can do a little bit of a donation maybe at least 99 cents um but uh so anyway yeah just if you want your question to be seen a little bit quicker definitely donate and then i'll make sure to have it on there real quick but if not go ahead and put your questions down below in the chat and um you know we can get that answered and then we'll go ahead and close out the podcast. So, okay. You guys are funny, man. Bernard Pollard. No good guess though. I I have, I think I have tried to message Bernard Pollard and, uh, I guess he's just, he feels like he's too big for my podcast. Not in Ravens though. I mean, in Raven is like the, the premier Ravens YouTuber. So I don't blame people for actually wanting to go on his channel. That's fine. You know, we'll get there eventually. We'll get there eventually. um, you know, I've I've reached out to a bunch of different YouTubers and they just, you know, haven't really replied replied to me. But anyway, <laughs> so we're not talking about that. You know, I understand that you, you know, I don't have the most subscribers, so it's all good. We'll we'll get there though. We'll get there. No worries. I know we will. Um okay. Here's a good question. Let's talk about this one. Jay Will 501 asks, what position should the Ravens take in the first round next year? Okay, so what's interesting to me, I think that for the longest time I've been talking about it. Me and Sonny have both been talking about it. You guys know Sonny is a big proponent of trading up to take um my guy uh Chase Young. I don't see it happening because he's probably gonna be like a top five pick for sure, top three even. Um I don't I don't think we take a pass rusher, though. I know, and it's crazy. It's like what but pass rusher is like the weakest spot on our defense or just the whole team as a whole, unless you're, you know, unless you look at maybe the offensive guard position, that could also be seen as a whole. If Yanda does indeed retire this next year, hopefully he doesn't. And uh, with Bradley Bozeman, he's playing well, he's playing a lot better than he was at the beginning of the season for sure, but you could still see it as a whole. And especially if Matt Scurra leaves as well, center could potentially be a, be a hole there too. So, You could say interior offensive line and pass rush, right? Maybe middle linebacker, although the guys that we have have been playing really well right now, so it's not as much of a need anymore. Um, But why I do think pass rush is still a possibility, but the reason that I don't think it's that we might not, and and again, I'm not going to say that we're definitely not going to take a pass rusher in the first round, But I think we might not take one in the first round is because it's actually been PFF that has been putting me on to this whole, this new way of making a team because they talked about it. They said the analytics show, and we know John Harbaugh is a big analytics guy. Eric DaCosta is a big analytics guy. This is the reason why I don't think that they're putting as much emphasis on the pass rush is because PFF, I was watching a video. I forgot which one it was, but they were talking about the whole Ravens, how we have, were built from the back end to the front instead of, you know, focusing on the D line and the pass rush as other teams do. They say that analytics say that you can have a more successful defense. If you have a better secondary instead of just focusing on the pass rush. So, that's the reason why I think we're going to continue building up that secondary. We could potentially take a safety, maybe someone to groom under Earl Thomas and eventually take over. Or, I mean, I know Chuck Clark has been great, but maybe they want to take someone else or we still have Deshaun Elliott coming back. So maybe not, maybe not a safety, but a corner. If Jimmy Smith does leave, you know, hopefully we do resign Marcus Peters. I think Brandon Carr, he's getting older. I'm not sure how much longer he's going to play. We could potentially take a corner in the first round, I'm just saying that don't be surprised if we don't take a pass rusher in the first round. I'm just saying because we're focused heavily on analytics and analytics say it's better to have a better secondary than a pass rush. So it's crazy, right? Wide receiver is another one. Yeah, someone else brought it up. That's also possible. So, all right, let's let's get a a couple more questions here. Hmm. Oh wait. Wait a second. Imagine a, a wide receiver across from Hollywood. Good point. That would be cool to see. Um. Okay. Here's another one. Andrew Azevedo says, if Lamar wins MVP, do you think he'll get the Madden cover? And if so, do you think the curse will affect him? Okay so this has been a pretty big topic i think that he's definitely the favorite for being on the madden cover i'm not the only thing i'm not sure is if he will accept it or not i'm not sure how that whole thing works if you just don't have a choice if you're picked for the madden cover you have to be on the madden cover or if you if you just get asked and then you can either accept or reject i'm not you guys let me know if you know how it works i don't know how it works with the way the madden curse has been i i don't know i'm not, i wouldn't say i'm superstitious but do you really want to risk th- that and i know it's ridiculous because it's like the madden curse whatever it's stupid but i mean we've seen we saw um we saw ab what happened to him he was on the cover a few uh last year i think look what happened to him his career just went down a spiral tom brady was on the cover not a couple years ago He had a good year, but they lost the Super Bowl. I'm 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 attributing that to the Madden curse. Before that, I believe was Gronk. I think he ended up getting injured. I mean, he's always injured, so I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, who was there before that? OBJ, I believe. I think OBJ was the last one. Look at him. He, I mean, he hasn't had, you know, I I know he's still a good wide receiver and anything and everything, and he has some good numbers. But now look at him. He's on the Browns that has to be the Madden curse, dude. That has to be the Madden curse. (laughs) So anyway, um, but yeah, for me, it'd be cool to have Lamar on the cover just because it's like, okay, it's a Raven on the cover of Madden. I think the last time we had had one was Ray Lewis, but unfortunately, you know, I don't know. I, uh, it's tough, man. We'll have to see. But anyways guys, I'm going to go ahead go ahead and have to close this stream out. The game is about to start in a, in a, in about 10 minutes or so. So, and I have to do I have to get some things going right now. So, thank you all so much for joining me tonight. I do appreciate every single one of you. Make sure you hit that like button. Let me know in the comments down below how you feel about Lamar if he's the MVP, how you feel about the Ravens if they're the best team in the league. Um, and just anything else. If you want to ask me questions, I'll be happy to to answer them. And uh yeah, guys. So thank you all so much for joining. And I'll be seeing you guys on Wednesday with Sunny for our next podcast. So and by the way, this is going to be up on uh, anchor. I've been uploading them to anchor shortly after they've been done on YouTube here. So thank you guys. Peace out, fellas.